Okay. Uh, Zevon did not like it. <laughs> no, just let, just shoot from the hip. Okay. Okay. Hello and welcome to Famous Last Words, obscure broadcastings podcast about film, filmmaking, film doing, film being, film wanting, film needing, filmmaking. Yay, films! Yay! I'm Andrew Alden, and you are? Teresa Alden. And we are talking about a movie that needs no introduction, or does it? What are we talking about, Teresa? We are talking about bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, so this is a movie, in case you're unfamiliar. Um, it is about a group of 20-somethings. They seem like teenagers to me, but... 20-somethings. They're 20-something-ish. They're 20-somethings. Okay, so they're a bunch of rich, privileged kids mm-hmm. hanging out in a big house in the middle of nowhere, and the power goes out. During a hurricane. During a hurricane. And there's one person that's older, uh... And he uh, doesn't last very long. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get through the intro. <laughs> yeah, the movie's got Pete Davidson. To me, this movie is like Pete Davidson's everywhere, all at once. That's the year of 2022, which was the year of Pete Davidson being everywhere, oh. including it in this movie. Uh, even though he's not really fully, he's in the whole movie. He's only in a small part of it, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... That... I somehow convinced Andrew to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, you watched it on a plane the first time you saw it, right? Yeah, so this is my second viewing, so it's uh, good enough and interesting enough for me to want to watch it again and make Andrew watch it. Yeah, it's directed by, I'm going to butcher your, her name, Helena Regin. Regin? I think that's I... how you say it. Uh, she's a actress, writer, director, and uh, yes, this movie was... The screenplay is by Sarah DeLapp, and uh, it's pretty inventive. It's a kind of a modern twist on the old um, trope of a slash of tropes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what what made me like it. And I really enjoy movies, especially horror films, based in one location. Um, I just think it's, it's a fun thing to do. And this one is also humorous as well and some satire in there. Yeah, this movie, Doing we're doing, you know, recording these, and the last two movies and the next two movies, this and the next one, all have to do with, like, classism and the difference between the classes and wealth and wealth that's, like, proportionately out of control. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a theme that's, like, as, you know, people are getting Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos own billions of dollars of wealth, it's definitely a thing that, like, people are thinking about, like, it's definitely a thing that... You know, movies are getting made talking about the ridiculousness of the wealth gap. And I really like horror and comedy, mainly horror, but I like those two genres because you can talk about things that worry people in society in like a casual way. You can either make people laugh or you can kind of show them an exaggerated fear of it. But yeah, I think like classism and the poverty gap and all and is, is, you know, one of our generation's you know fears and i think it's shown it's been showing up in horror comedy this kind of like horror comedy duo which has been coming out a lot which i really enjoy it 
Yeah, I thought that. Uh, I think that's a that's a good. The horror comedy thing is so tricky to do because it's all it's all it has to be the you know, mm-hmm. wacky from the beginning. And this movie is definitely wackadoodle all the way through. Um, I guess it's there's no really good way to talk about this movie without talking about the ending because I feel like the ending frames a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the ending? I was surprised that I wasn't disappointed by the ending. <clears throat> like sometimes with these films where you're like, oh. It turns out he accidentally killed himself because he's a buffoon. You know, sometimes you can feel a little cheated. I don't know. I didn't feel cheated. I thought, like, they turned a, like, who's done it, who done it story into, like, well, we all kind of did it. Right. Yeah. There's also an interesting kind of, like, you know, they're all in the sandbox and they're all pointing figure, fingers at each other. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know what you'd call it. The Gen Z way of speaking. This is this is here comes old man trigger warning. Uh, I just it just seems I, I just, they're supposed to be vapid and fake, but in terms of movies that are vapid and fake, I think I prefer like Spring Breakers. Well, you're an old millennial, so am I. Old. But I think this movie is for young millennials and Gen Zs, Gen Zers, um, because like a lot of the jokes are very much in that world and what they're making fun of and which you know we're not that old we get it there's like this whole bit about this girl i mean she has like the best lines um alice is that her character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's the funniest in terms of like the one-liners but she's got this whole bit about a podcast like she's got a podcast and they're all yelling at each other and like i know this is why it's funny and they're accusing each other of like who did what and what happened and she's just screaming about like her podcast and how hard it is and how she has to have a google calendar and and book guests and that whole i like that whole scene i think Mm. it's really well done the way it mixes like the accusation of like in the moment with like all this other best friend trauma that they bring up but it's all kind of vapid like you said like it's all on the surface right it's really interesting um the director has stated her influences on this movie and the influences on this movie are Heathers, Heathers, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, The Piano Teacher, Cries and Whispers, and the movies of John Cassavetes are the main influences on this oh, movie. Well. So I can see Heathers and Cassavetes. I can't see like, Cassavetes together. at all. I can see it because <laughs> it's like one room kind of dramas. I mean, that's not all Cassavetes, but like it's right. characters, it's people, and like their conflicts with each other. Right, I guess in that sense it is that is true. But I feel like they, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, no, you're right, you're right. I could see that. Uh, I don't see Cries and Whispers at all. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that one's maybe a bit, it's, yeah. it's a reach. It's all right. Um, but, you know, I, the cast was good, I guess, unless they're really like this. And then, like, you know, they, there's no way they're, these aren't real. There's no real people like how they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, well, I hope they, <laughs> they're not going to listen to our podcast. Yeah, no, I, I, it's far from a perfect movie, but it was enjoyable enough and interesting enough to me to make Andrew watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think I am a little relieved that Pete Davidson dies really early because that's honestly what was keeping me from watching the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly like him and his type of humor. And, and he's just like a complete douchebag. And you're just like, all right, great. You died. Right. Yeah. 
I didn't realize Pete Davidson was younger than we were. We are, but he's uh, 29 years old, and so mm-hmm. he'll turn 30 this year. Uh, it seems like he's been around a long time ago, a long time. Like he's just been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's an okay movie. I liked it as much as I liked Avatar: The Way of Water. What? I like it more. Well, you I haven't seen Avatar. I know, but... You can't prejudge Avatar. <laughs> oh yes, I can. <laughs> okay. Well, I liked it as much as I liked Avatar. Okay. But it's funny. It's like lots of ladies. And yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm all about lady power. <laughs> I, I will be surprised if any one of these actors goes on to do any one of the main ladies. I think mm-hmm. the, because the movie felt so realistic and so they embodied the they embody body bodies their <laughs> those, those their roles. I'm guessing that they're gonna have a typecasting problem. Yeah, maybe. Although I don't know how well this movie did, like. You referenced Spring Breakers. I feel like that mm-hmm. did really well in sort of this cult scene. And I think they were hoping... Because it's A24, right? Yeah. A24 was kind of hoping this would fall in that same realm. And I yeah. think it fell a little short. But I was pleasantly surprised. I did not want to see it because I thought it was going to be bad. And the trailer doesn't do it any justice. It's better than the trailer. It is better than the trailer. The trailer is terrible. Yeah, I was like, nope, don't want to see this The movie's this movie. a lot better than the trailer. Yeah, The guy who plays the older gentleman, Leap, is played by Lee Pace, who is Thorandriel in uh, the Hobbit trilogy, so I couldn't get that out of my head, that he was, you know, the, mm. the elf, the big bad elf. Is it better nope. than the Hobbit movies? Depends on which Hobbit movie. Was it better than the worst one? Yes. Well, there you go. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Better than the worst <laughs> Hobbit film. There, there you go. That's my glowing recommendation for that uh, for that uh, movie. Um, I hate to tell you, Teresa, but the mailbag is empty. There's no questions sent in from our adoring audience. What? Do they not adore us anymore? I guess not. Or did you just not have time to make something up? I didn't. I don't make any of them up. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, fake news. Um, right, so. Well, I guess we're just going to have to play the outro. I guess we'll just have to play the outro. Um, well, for dramatic effect, I'll pause. My name is Andrew Alden. I'm Trace Alden. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you later. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. And next time on Famous Last Words, we will be discussing the picture that takes down wealth to a different level, The Glass Onion.